Hey, good evening, everybody. Pastor John here. Day 35 of 50 days of preparation. Praise the Lord. That's just awesome. Excited. Day 35. Can anybody testify that the Lord is preparing you? Um, I just I just sense he is. He's working. He's doing a lot of uh, interesting things in these days. And uh, for those asking about what are we going to do about church? When we're we coming back to church, I'm sending out an email, uh, you know, to some of our leaders and then to, to everybody um, defining some of that stuff. So uh, uh, we you just be looking for that email. You'll see you'll see it coming. Uh, we're going to uh, whatever. Um, I'll tell you this, that I just think we need to um, through all the distractions and all the difficulties, all the frustrations that are going on. You know, uh, man, just stay in faith. Stay in faith. Um, and what I want you to do tonight is I want you to open up your Bible to Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter 13. And then I don't know if y'all, if you have a copy of this, this is that word that, uh, that, I, that I felt like the Lord spoke to us way back, you know, uh, man, a while, a while ago. I don't even know how long ago it was about uh, a time of preparation. And because we've been in a time of preparation for a while, um, one night I was sitting there and it was just, uh, you know, when people say the spirit of the Lord came upon you, I mean, that's just what happened. It was like just, shoo, and I just started typing without thinking. And, and this is, this is what came out. And it was like a, a, a just a gush of water coming through me as I was typing and, um, and then got, and then I just it stopped you know, almost like a wind, so to speak, and it just stopped. And this this is what it was. And I'll I'll try to, for those who don't have this and have not been a part of the church for a while, I'll put this prophetic word uh, out there. I'll put, I'll put it on the, the, the group page so you can see it. But um, uh, before we pray, I want to I read this. And today I want to talk to you about one of these aspects as we talk about the wilderness and everything. And I want to remind you, go into the units on the group, go into the group page uh, and go to units and click done. So you may watch other videos on our main right here on our main Facebook page, but go to the units and all the videos that you've watched go back because they're all they're all right there underneath unit number one and just go click done, 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 done and just celebrate, you know, what God's doing in your life. So um, uh, so numbers chapter 13 is where I want you at. And then I'm going to read this word, and then we're going to pray. So uh, this is a word from, from the Lord that we felt like he gave to us as a church family. This is a time of preparation. It is not my way or the highway. It is my way or your way. You can have it your way, or you can have it my way. The choice is yours. My ways are higher, proven, tested, and tried. And many have walked, uh, many that, or by many that have walked this earth, this city, and this sanctuary before you. My way is not exempt to trials and temptations. There are battles you will face simply by choosing to walk in my ways. My enemies will become your enemies, and those that are against me will be against you. But know this, I have gone before you and will be with you to deliver you. I am looking for the Joshua's and the Caleb's in this generation 
who will worship me and fully walk in my ways. This is a time of preparation. Look again at me, see me, hear me, know me, and I will make myself seen, heard, and known through your life. I will make up for the time of waste and wandering. The preparation may be slow, but the demonstration will be sudden. Are you willing to lose in order to gain, to be last in order to be first, to strip yourself in order to be clothed, to empty yourself in order to be filled, to let go of the lesser, uh, to grab hold of the greater? I am ready if you are willing. The enemy won't know what hit him and the people won't see it coming. My light will shine in darkness. My goodness will overcome evil and my truth will truly set you free. I choose you again. I am not weary. I have no doubt. And I do not lie. This is a time of preparation. I am ready if you are willing. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just say yes and amen to what we believe you are speaking, God to this time of preparation that we have been in and to these 50 days of preparation that are that are bringing us to a shift and bringing us to a time where we will enter into a, a season of harvest and to a demonstration, God. We thank you for a demonstration of your spirit. And so we yield ourselves to you. We are willing, God. Our heart is willing and we, we are ready and we trust you that you are, you are ready and you are preparing us, God. And so we thank you that we can be the Joshua's and Caleb's in this generation. So grow us, help us, and may your word leap off the page in Jesus' name. Amen. So tonight, uh, this is what was brought on my heart to share with you. Um, I want to talk to you about Joshua and Caleb, because right after that was given to me from the Lord, um, uh, Numbers 13, chapter 13 and 14 just really came to me. And I wrote at the bottom of the page to, to read uh, Numbers 14. And so uh, Joshua and Caleb are a huge part of this wilderness journey of being prepared. And so uh, I want to remind you of a couple things about Joshua and Caleb, and then we're going to look at a couple things. And then I'm going to end tonight by giving you a new verse to meditate on all week long. And so uh, so coming from Egypt through the wilderness to the promised land, we've been talking about kind of the map. And here's a little smaller version of the map. And we know that Egypt represents the world and the sin, the sinful world that we were born into under a pharaoh with taskmasters, which are the or symbolic of the demons that are assigned to keep us in as slaves of sin. But we know that through the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, the lamb of God, uh, our Passover lamb, Passover initiates a process. Passover initiates a preparation. And so we're saved by the blood of the lamb. And then this is my, you know, I'm not a great artist, but just praise the Lord. Uh, This is the Red Sea and they cross through the Red Sea. And he split the Red Sea form, which represents water baptism. Water baptism doesn't save you. Faith in, in the blood of the lamb saves you. Faith in Christ is what saves you. But water baptism is the next step after being saved. And it's the burial of your old life so that you are now free from Egypt. Well, then they came to the mountain of God. And we talked about the mountain of God uh, that 
the mountain of God is not as much about the mountain as it is about God. And God was declaring his word. And we want to have a Shema heart, a hearing heart. And we talked about yesterday about Shema, the, the commandment of, of these words being upon our heart, that through hearing God, through having a, a hearing heart, we're going to hear God and we're going to love God. And so what God said to them uh, was basically they were living around this area uh, and and God, this whole journey was, was just an 11 day journey. This whole journey would have been, it just was just an 11 day journey, but it took them 40 years. And tonight you're going to see why it took them 40 years, because what God did, God sent out through Moses. He, he told Moses, OK, look, y'all been around this mountain long enough. I mean, isn't it just like Christians to they get saved, they get baptized, they start learning God's word and they, they get stuck right here. They stay right here. They get comfortable in certain things. And we do that in our walk with God. We get comfortable. God's wanting to bring us further. He's, he's using this to bring us to this, using this to bring us to this, and using this to bring us further. But we end up getting comfortable in certain situations. Like I, I would have been very comfortable to stay with Sergeant Booth and all them back in the military and because and, it was hard to leave and to go. But, but God was wanting them to go, so he, he told them in Deuteronomy I believe it's Deuteronomy 1. He said, look, you've been around a mount, around this mountain long enough. It's time for you to go. So what ended up happening, one, two, skip a few, is God led Moses to choose 12 spies. And, and spies normally is used as a negative thing, but in this context, it's a good thing because he chose one leader from every tribe. The, the, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, had 12 tribes. And so they chose one leader for every tribe to go spy out the promised land, to go investigate the promised land. So here, I want you to think about spies, not in the negative like spy movie kind of stuff. I want you to think about a spy who actually goes before the people with a prophetic kind of heart that begins to investigate the promises of God, to, begins to investigate the, the, the way and the direction in which God is going to bring back a report. See, leaders should always go before the people to bring back encouragement to bring them forward. So leaders should be spy-like in the positive sense of the word to investigate, to search out. That's what that word means when you look at spy. To spy out the land is, you know, I spy with my little eye. You know, you want to go spy out the land. You want to investigate it and you want to, you know. So Moses and the people chose, every tribe chose one spy, one leader, for every tribe, and they went out on a 40-day journey. Not 40 years, 40 days, and they went to spy out the land. You can read about it in Numbers 13 and 14. So what ended up happening, they came back from the land. They came back from the land after 40 days, and they were giving their report to the people. And here's, here's what I want you to see in Numbers 13. Uh, let me get there myself. Numbers 13, and for sake of time... Look in verse 26. So Numbers 13, verse 26. Uh, these are the spies coming back to give their report of the land. Then they, told, then they told him, or actually, verse 26, yeah. Now they had departed, they came back, 
to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. So here's what I want you to see. I believe the Spirit of God wants you to know this. Two things that the spies brought back. Two things that a leader, a prophetic leader, who's leading people into the promises of God, there's two things that that they will bring back to the people. And the two things are a word and fruit. A word and fruit. And those two things are connected. Because the word is the seed that actually will produce the fruit that you're about to taste. So they brought back this big old cluster of grapes and they carried it. It was so big they had to carry it on a pole. I mean, big honking grapes. And they carried these, this fruit from the land back so that the people could taste the fruit of a land that God was bringing them to, to get a taste in their mouth of the promises of God and the harvest that is to come. And he, so he, the spies came back to say, uh, here's the word of the promises, like the seed form, and here's the fruit of it. Here's just a taste So the spies brought back word and they brought back um, fruit, which is really important. Uh, And and so then he goes into, um, uh, they start to talk about the land. Skip down to verse 30 for sake of time. Then Caleb, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. So the report not only brought back word and brought back fruit about the land, and what they said was, this is a good land, this is a large land, this is a land flowing with milk and honey, but, but, and now we're going to get into the but, and and if you look at verse 31, uh, after Caleb said, let's go up and let's do this, we, we have this, watch what happened in verse 31, But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land uh, through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, uh, which came from, from giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Now, this is, this is just an incredible leadership lesson that you got to be careful of. God brought them out of Egypt, and he's trying to get Egypt out of them. But now in these 12 spies, they still had a poverty perspective. They still had a poor me perspective. They still had a victim perspective. They still had insecurities. They were not trusting in the new identity that God gave them. They were still living out of their old identity. So when they came into the land, uh, instead of seeing the potential, instead of seeing through the lens, instead of seeing the land through the lens of God's promises, they saw the land and the promises of God through the lens of their distorted slavery perspective. And they were saying, we're not able. 
But yet Caleb and Joshua were like, we are well able. And what they're saying is we're well able because of who God has made us to be. They weren't saying we're, we have the ability ourselves. They were saying with God, we are able. He's making us able because they were looking at the promised land through the promises. But, but the, the other leaders were so insecure. They were so insecure that it, it changed their perspective or, or it kept their perspective back to a victim mentality and a poverty mentality and a we can't and a and and just all this just this victim mentality. There's no other way to say it. It's just they were and so they were like we we were like grasshoppers in our sight. We're in grasshoppers in our sight, and so that's what we were like in their sight. See, you will see what you already believe. And that's a dangerous thing, but you will see your perspective, your perception will determine your reception. And so so because they were so insecure, they saw themselves not according to the blood of the lamb and the Red Sea and the word of God. They didn't have a Shema heart. They had a victim heart. And so now they're looking at the potential of of all that God has called them to and the enemies who are keeping them out of the land. And they looked and they what they saw was a little God and a big enemy. But but that wasn't true. We have a big God and a little enemy. But insecurity will blind you. And and they had a grasshopper's perspective and and when that is your when that is your the way you see yourself. That's going to be the way you see everything. The way you see yourself will determine the way you see everything. If you allow insecurity and victim mentality to to, to be the way you look at yourself, then that's how you're going to look at God. And you'll make your enemies greater than your God. But what faith will do is help you to understand that God is greater than your enemies and that God has called you out and God has called you up and he is building you and he is well able to fulfill what he's promised to you. And so the the 12 leaders that went out to spy the land, they came back and, and two of them, Joshua and Caleb, gave a great report. But then 10 of them, 10 of the spies had a terrible report, a bad report. Filled with insecurity and fear and all that kind of stuff. And so the people then in in Numbers chapter 14, and I'll let you read that on your own. Numbers chapter 14, once the people heard the bad report, man, it was like wildfire. They just, oh, we're going to die. Oh, my gosh. And they just started like freaking out. Moses and Aaron just fell on their face. They just like, well, you know, what's happening? And they just fell on their face because 10 of the spies Ten of the spies agreed in a bad report and their insecurity spread throughout the entire camp. But you had two young men, Joshua and Caleb, that believed the Lord and wanted to go up and fulfill what God you know, had promised. But the people were like, we're victims. Let's let's appoint new leaders and let's go back to Egypt. That's what they were saying. If you read it, let's let's pick some new leaders and let's go back to Egypt because that's comfortable for us. See, insecurity and a victim mentality, you'll actually reject the plan, the process and the promises of God in your life because they don't feel comfortable to you. 
God promoting you and God increasing you won't feel comfortable to you because you still have a slave mentality. And that's why we got to get Egypt out of us and we got to have a Shema heart. We got to hear the Lord so we can walk in a love relationship with the Lord so he can bring us up through his word and bring us up through his spirit to a higher way of thinking that we don't see ourselves as grasshoppers. We, we see ourselves standing on top of the mountain, bringing us up to, to see from a, from a higher perspective. And so when you read through here, um, basically what happens, again, I'll let you read Numbers 14 on your own, but what happens is, is Joshua and Caleb, they're he- the people are freaking out, saying, we can't do it, oh my gosh. And, and so Joshua and Caleb rip their shirts, they rip their clothes, and they cry out you know, before the people, and, and, and they're saying, look, we're well able, let's not rebel against God. And the people got so mad at Joshua and Caleb that they were ready to stone them and reject them. I'm telling you, fear and insecurity will cause you to do crazy stuff. And and so they rejected Joshua and Caleb, and therefore they rejected they rejected God. And if you skip over into um, into Numbers 14, because there's there's a or Numbers chapter 14, but look down in verse um, 22. Man, there's a lot of stuff in here because God even told Moses, God was so taken back by it that God even told Moses, look, let's wipe these people out. Let's take these people out and I'll start a whole new nation with you. And Moses was like, no, we can't do that. And it's just an incredible story. You just got to go read it. It's an incredible story. And so verse 22, Numbers 14, verse 22, because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these 10 times. The 10 times is the 10 spies who had a bad report uh, and, and have not heeded my voice. So, man, that's, oh, goodness, that's just incredible right there that the 10 spies did not come into agreement with God's voice. And so the 10 times they, see, are, are you agreeing? Faith agrees with God's voice. Is what's coming out of your mouth, does that agree with God's voice? Do you say what God says or do you say what you feel? Do you say what you see or do you say what you believe? Do you say God's word? Faith believes and therefore speaks. Joshua and Caleb had faith. So look at verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land and his descendants. Uh, and he, he goes on, man, he says all kinds of stuff. Uh, and he actually tells them, he, sa- he tells the rest of the people, he, he, he goes on and says, I'm going to bring Joshua and Caleb into my land because they believed me. But the rest of y'all, you're going to have what you say. That's what God said. He said, fine, fine. You're going to have what you say. You say you're going to be victims. You say you and your children are victims and that you had been brought here to die in the wilderness. You can have what you say. So, guys, check this out. Over, over, over 600,000 men over the age of 20, over 600,000 men. Men over the age of 20 came out of Egypt. Twelve spies representing 12 tribes, 12 leaders went to spy out the land for 40 days. 
10 of those spies came back with a victim mentality saying, we can't. And they spoke fear instead of faith. They spoke Egypt instead of promised land. They did not have a Shema heart, but two of them, Joshua and Caleb said, we are well able. And what God ended up doing is saying, I'm going to bless Joshua and Caleb. They have a different spirit. I'm going to bless them and their descendants. But watch, just look at the ratio. 600,000 men over the age of 20 came out of Egypt. And of those men, only two went into the promised land. Only two. That's a 600,000 to two ratio. Now, more people were born in the wilderness that ended up going into the promised land. But of the generation that came out of Egypt, only two went in. So what God said is because you denied me these 40 days and you did not listen to my report. You didn't say my word. You didn't put my word in your mouth. You put fear in your mouth. You put insecurity in your mouth. You put in doubt in your mouth instead of putting my word in your mouth. So what God says is you're going to stay, including Joshua and Caleb, you're now going to have to stay in the wilderness for 40 years, one year for every day that they spent on that spy journey. So I'm telling you, insecure leadership is a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. And the majority is not always right. And so what God, God ends up doing, and this is, oh, there's so much to this, so many things, but Joshua and Caleb had this, had this different spirit. And so the two got to go into, into the promised land. And I think about this verse, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Many of you know this verse, but it says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So when the spies brought back the word and the spies brought back the fruit, there should have been a willingness and an obedience. And by the way, that word obedient in Isaiah 1, 19 is actually the word Shema. It's actually the word hear, understand and obey. So what it's saying, if you are willing and you are Shema, you are you are obedient, meaning hearing, understanding and obeying. You have a Shema heart like we talked about in, in Deuteronomy 6, then you will, you will eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you're not. You're going to be rejected. So in the wilderness, we have to determine to be Joshua's and Caleb's, to let the blood of the lamb, the water baptism that the Jordan or the uh, Red Sea represents, and the mountain of God with having a Shema heart, lead us into start receiving the word of the promised land, start receiving the fruit of the promised land so we get an appetite for the promises of God to walk in everything that he's given us. So the verse that I want you to begin to look at is actually a promised land verse. Uh, many of you know this if you've been around Faith Center for any amount of time, but it's Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 and this is a this is a promised land taken verse. This is a verse that, that's all about when you go into the promised land. Uh, and and here's what he says in Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it meditate in it day and night that you may observe 
to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way uh, prosperous and you will have good success. I want you to meditate on that verse in your heart. Read it and just meditate on it at least three times a day and let God speak to you so that you will have a and we can have a Joshua and Caleb mentality to believe the report of the Lord and to go possess all that he's calling us to possess in, in walking in, in the season of our promise land. So uh, Joshua 1.8 is the verse three, at least three times a day. Get it in your heart and notice the choice is yours. The choice is yours. Are you going back to Egypt? Are you going to die in the wilderness? Or are you going on to the promised land? I love you and I'll see you tomorrow at seven.